Coming up in this episode, we learn to avoid awkward surgery questions aimed at the transgender community. And we're hoping our guest Jamie will be able to order a damn ice cream cone without incident at the fucking McDonald's drive-thru. Seriously, get it together, McDonald's. I know, right? Uh, Also, Mary comes up with a fantastic t-shirt idea. And once again, Shelly brings up her superpower, which seems to be the ability to birth anything with an epidural. Anything. (laughs) That's what I'm hearing. (laughs) All that and much more coming right up. So stick around. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, a podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out life. I'm Mary. I'm Shelly. And that was very musical, by the way. (laughs) Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, so we're back with part two of our transgender discussion. We miss them so much, we brought their asses back. <laughs> Yay! I know. Welcome back, guys. Yay! Yeah, no, that was such a great discussion the first time. So we wanted to we wanted to make a two parter. Uh, we're kind of not done yet. There's still so much to talk about, and so yep. we're we're at it again, babies. Yeah, we are. We do have some new patrons. We've got to throw in there. Yeah. So Shelly, who are our new patrons for the week? Okay, I've decided to have a little bit of fun this week. Oh, because you never have any fun no, with this segment. ever. Mm-hmm. So what I have done is I've rearranged these five patrons in order of having their first initial of their first name spell something. Oh, my God. So listeners, get ready. <clears throat> Patron one, Beatrice A. So the letter we're going with is B. Right? Okay. Got uh-huh. it? You know how we're playing this? Okay. Uh-huh. And actually, um, this word is spelled incorrectly, but just just go with it. (laughs) This is a shit game so (laughs) far. It's a total shit game, but we're doing it. All right. Beatrice A. Thank you, Beatrice. Number two, Clint C. So BC. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Number three, Alyssa L. With an A. I think this is like the 16th Alyssa we have. Alyssa's y'all kick ass. Alyssa is spelled with an A. Tis. BCA. Mm-hmm. Number four, Lindsay E. Thank you, Lin- l- 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 Lindsay. Yeah, I get it. Spell with an L. I get it. <laughs> B-C-A-L. And number five, Mandy B. M- Mandy uh-huh. B. <laughs> you, you're good at phonetics. Thank you. Okay, what do we spell? <laughs> B-C-A-L-M. B-C-A-L-M. Okay, B is its own word. B. Calm. Be calm. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the foom pod bell? Ding, 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 uh, yeah. ding, ding. Do we, start a, do we need to start a new segment like Shelly's fucked up phonetics? There you go. I like it. Okay. All right. Anyway, thank you, Beatrice, Clint, Alyssa, Lindsay, and Mandy. Thank you so much. Thanks to everybody. Reminder if you would like to join us, become a member, please do so and visit patreon.com slash latterday lesbian. To sign up, mm-hmm. please and thank you. Let's just dig right let's in. Let's dive We've in. Jamie and Carolyn. Let's here. welcome our guests back, uh, Carolyn and Jamie. Welcome back. Hi guys, thanks for having us back. Yeah, yeah thanks for having us. That's awesome. Yeah. This is Carolyn. Oh, uh, this is Jamie. So I think last time Jamie was talking about inappropriate surgery questions, mm, mm-hmm. and Carolyn was uh, discussing not having to explain constantly about. What non-binary means. Does that sound about right? And if you have a question, the internet exists mm-hmm. and you can ask the internet. You don't necessarily have to go up to a trans person and <laughs> ask them to explain everything exactly, to you. Exactly. Yeah. Just you know, Google it. I think like several minutes or hours into the conversation hours, when yes. you've actually uh, you know, made a connection... Yeah. Then maybe you can have a conversation about surgeries and 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 the like. But that is yeah. pretty personal. Don't, that is. don't personal. like don't like walk up. The, like just think of it in terms of 
would you walk up to some random stranger on the street and say, oh, you know, how's your bowels? You know, <laughs> I mean, I might have done that one. I need to talk to you about incontinence. Yeah. <laughs> I have IBS. Let's talk. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I, we were having that conversation early, Carolyn, about that it's not your job to inform everyone on on things because it's, that's hard. That's a lot of information to give. Especially and, to do it over and over yeah, and over. Yeah. over, and, over. And, 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 uh, I've never asked any of my transgender friends about like what surgeries you've had or whatever. Like, I just feel, they feel like it's not, that's not my business. And I've never um, wanted them to have to define to me why things are or whatever. My questions have always been, well, how did you feel? When did you feel? And I think that those questions might be, correct me if I'm wrong, easier to accept because it's more about you as a person, not about prove to me why. Right, you know, it's right. Like, tell me how you f- felt about things. Is that... I, I had a woman who, who was a friend of mine who... At one point, kind of asked me, and and we were close friends, so I I was open to her her asking it. But um, she asked me if I was going to have surgeries, and just to give you kind of where I am now, I've been on hormones for six and a half, almost seven months. Uh, typically, you're on hormones for about a year before you really start considering surgeries because you just want to kind of see how your body takes to the hormones and, and kind of how it reacts. So sometime next year, I'll start really worrying about um surgeries. I will bring you a casserole while you recover. It's very <laughs> Mormon of me. Um, I'm saying. Don't forget the Jello <laughs> and the Jello salad with I'm, carrots. Okay. And oh, yeah. I really and want these mayonnaise, mayonnaise. <laughs> um, but this this woman kind of asked me, um, you know, so are you going to have the surgery? You know, which everyone must know what the surgery yeah, plus is. There's one. Yeah, like the there's, surgery. There's actually multiples. That right. She was talking about gender reassignment surgery, the genital surgery, mm-hmm. and this was, you know, this was six months ago, and I, and I told her, you know, I'm not 100 percent positive. Her initial reaction was like, then what's the point? Mm. And I was like, you know, we were texting actually this message. So it wasn't like a conversation. It was, you know, over text. And it's also, it's a lot to ask someone over text. That's a weird yeah. Yeah, yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I, um, I almost fired off some kind of nasty, you know, quick response, but I, I, I stopped myself and I yeah. said, okay, she doesn't understand. I said, you know, any surgery is risky. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime you're put under anesthesia, there, I actually know a, a transgender woman who went in for, Multiple surgeries at the same time, ended up getting some infection and 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 died. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Sorry. And she was married and, Oof. you know, her spouse, I can remember that week because she was like posting all this stuff to Facebook and, you know, it was really kind of heart-wrenching. Yeah. Um, so it's so, not something so, you take lightly. Yeah. So, you know, no. you shouldn't take any surgery lightly. Well, and, it's very serious. Yeah. And I'm sure the recovery time is crazy, yeah. and I, but it's very painful. And, There's a lot of things to consider. Right, you probably right. can't have alcohol when you're in the pain meds. <laughs> and and you know there are there are things like um, you typically have to go off your hormones for a certain period of time mm. because the way your body reacts to sure. hormones. And so the, there's kind of a big effort. And to me, seven months later, I'm I'm at the I'm at a point where I, I'm actually considering. Like I would say, a year and a half ago, I was like, I don't know if I want to have the surgery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now I'm probably leaning more toward I, I want to, mm-hmm. but there are, there's like information that I, I don't feel like I know yeah. enough about. Um, and also information that you don't have to share with everyone. That's sure. Yeah. Sure. And you don't yeah. have to make everyone feel comfortable. Yeah, with, you don't need yeah. to announce or no, you no. can, it's like whatever you want to do. There's no need to. Well, you don't have to prove to this person, you know. That you, you really are trans because look, I had the surgery. Yeah. You know? Once I explained some of the other considerations, mm-hmm. she is a friend and she did accept it. But that initial reaction of what's the point is like what so many people. It's like a big ouch. Yeah. yeah it's like, like, wow, yeah. that's harsh. You yeah. know, that's kind of a harsh yeah. judgment. So listeners, that's not a good thing to say. What's the point? <laughs> you don't get to pick if, if someone tells you they're trans, you don't get to des- decide 
who they're attracted to or what their genitals need to be. Like, that's not even close to your business. Well, okay. if you're about to text something that's that blunt and, and annoying as what's the point about anything, if that's the type of tone you're taking in a text, maybe pick up the phone and have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. not yeah. a great that's text. Not a great great text. text. Yeah. yeah. Like, did that come through? Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to ask, so you both are very similar and also very different in mm-hmm. your experiences. What do you think is the biggest difference between your experiences and what's the biggest similarity? From a similarity standpoint, mm-hmm. I, um, I think the way you described um, being misgendered and, and the way it made you feel kind of touched me mm. um, because I felt like, yeah, that's exactly the way I feel. It's like it just still when it happens, I just want to cry. I mean, it's like it really does hurt. And I could tell, like, you were getting a little emotional there at one point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just wanted to reach across the table and hold your hand. But we're going to all hug after this. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> so, that, I mean, that's kind of like, I think that's a similarity yeah. that I yeah. wanted to point out. I mean, I think one difference is that, like, you have a very different transition than me. Sure. And that what it means to transition means very different things for, for me and for you. And I also think that identifying as a trans woman is really different than identifying as non-binary. I know like, I think you're right. not to saying that this is what you've experienced, but I know a lot of other trans women who have like faced a lot more harassment than I have and faced a lot more verbal and physical harassment. And that's not what you've experienced, but I think that's something that a lot of other people experience that I don't have to experience. And also like I am white and I think that plays into it as well. I think you're right. Yeah. And I do, I do think that's a difference. I mean, obviously we're very different ages and I think that is very different. And I think that I am of a different generation where I knew what that word was when I first experienced that. But I also think there are more similarities than people necessarily think. I think that we are in an era where everyone's like, wow, it's cool to be gay, do what you want. But there's a lot of hurt still there that I think we as a society have not unpacked. I think I have a lot of friends and I know I have struggled with being queer or trans in some way with our mental health and in terms of like attempted suicide or being hospitalized. And that's something that's really happening Mm -hmm. that I don't think we talk about. And just because there aren't hate crimes on the news doesn't mean that the attempted suicide rate or the suicide rate for trans people isn't astronomically high. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's a similarity, not to say that that's what you experience, but that's something that across generations is still something people really struggle with. Well, I think one thing that you kind of alluded to there that I wanted to like mention is is like the experience of trans women of color, I think is Yes. I mean the the amount of violence that they experience, I just think is yeah. it's horrible. And I and I wish it was talked about more in the news, like in the kind of mainstream media. It is a little bit, but it's it's but like not really. it's just really, the number yeah. of transgender women of color and specifically black women who have right. been mm-hmm. murdered this exactly. year. Mm-hmm. Crazy! Wow, uh, if, I don't think I've seen one on the news. Actually, oh, like, but I've no, seen it all. I want to say fifteen yeah. this year or yeah. something. Yeah. Right? Wow. I mean, it, it should be like a national outcry. That yeah. this sure. is horrible. Yeah. You know that that this is occurring. Mm. Yeah, wow. it's it's crazy, and and that, and also like I know Alok talks about it on on their page. Not to shout out this one person, but I do really really like the work that they do. Talks about the physical, sexual, and verbal harassment that they face on a daily basis. It's definitely something that we need to be aware of, even in our, in our own little bubbles. It doesn't mean mm. it's not going on And they live in elsewhere. New York City. Wow. Right? And, and also to just, safe right, and to just yeah. be aware of your surroundings. Like if you see someone who's being harassed or someone who's taking pictures yeah. of someone without their permission, things like that, like yeah. you should stop that. You yeah, should intervene. For sure. Absolutely. That's good That's advice. Uh, okay, so we talked about... 
similarities and differences. And I don't know why, but it didn't dawn on me the age difference between you two. Yeah. And I, I yeah. think it is so badass to see you two just like chatting and talking to all of us. Just, I mean, I, I don't even recognize the age difference until I, I realize that you're well, too young to drink. Well, age is also a construct. Uh, true, true, true. Um, but I, to share I, the experiences. I identify as 12. <laughs> I'm more someone like 16 side my license. Someone <laughs> told me that I looked like a 12-year-old boy the other day, and I was like, that's... Okay, we all know second puberty is a thing. And I'm not uh, so is that I a compliment? It. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> Just so we're clear. Uh, but I, I love that there's this huge generational gap. Like I could have easily birthed you. Um, and, I, I mean, when easily. I say easily, I mean easily because I can pop anything out of this vagina. Um, <laughs> but they, with an epidural. Uh, I can birth anything with an epidural. <laughs> number eight. It's number eight. Yeah, number eight. What are you just fly out and be like, oh, baby's here. Okay, <laughs> back to doing laundry. Um, but the fact that we all relate and we all get along and we can understand each other's problems. You know, me coming from knowing really nothing about transgender mm-hmm. issues before I came out of the closet and started being like, what the hell is real life about, you know, um, to you coming out young and you coming out later in life. And I just want to tell everyone how grateful I feel that I can mm-hmm. be surrounded by people that are not like me. But suddenly I feel like, oh my gosh, we are all alike. Like there's there's a, a common thread within everyone and how much I would have missed out on life had I stayed Mormon, stayed in that bubble, stayed mm-hmm. being judgmental. I would have missed out on the beauty of people that I had never met, never cared to meet because I was that fucked up. So I'm so mm-hmm. grateful to be able to meet people like well, both of Well, I kind of want to give a big middle finger to gender, personally. Fuck oh, gender? Yeah. Fuck gender, because I find it <laughs> really annoying. It's, isn't it a cult? <laughs> Gender's a cult. Thank you. Because <laughs> I think in my heart of hearts, I am non-binary. But I'm too lazy and too old to really care and Mm want to educate anybody or even really think. I literally never think about my own gender, ever. Just don't think about it. So it just doesn't exist to me. So what does that make me? I don't even know. I don't know. I think that for me personally, being non-binary means I think about gender all the time, like constantly. It's such a constant part of what what I think about and how I manage my interactions with the world around me every day. But maybe that's your experience, so. Maybe yeah. so. That's the part that I think is so common between yeah. us. Even though we're in different places on the gender spectrum, we, we always think about it. Always. Like it's always there. Is it a good thing or is it annoying? No. Do you want to get to no. where you never think about it? I what would, is it? It's like being hyper vigilant of something that you yeah. don't want to have to constantly so be paying attention to. You would rather not to. have to think about it. Right. Yeah, I'd yeah. rather not have to. And, and it's not even thinking, it's like monitoring. Like mm. if I was just thinking about it all the time, that would be one thing, but I'm like constantly monitoring my gender, the gender of people around me and how those interact and how people perceive me. And so it's not just like I'm conscious of it. I'm like so hyper tuned in. You know, one thing that that I'm always aware of is my voice. And mm-hmm. we're kind of on a voice medium right now. Yeah, that's I think true. your voice is sexy as shit. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Thank you very much. And you're welcome. Um, for me, like one of the one of the measures of how I will have like really made it, so to speak, is when I can go through a McDonald's drive-thru and order an ice cream cone and not get misgendered over the the microphone mm. as sir, you know, because mm. like so many times like I pull up. Like sometimes I'm trying to mm-hmm. adjust my. So one thing about like the hormones for a transgender woman, they don't really change the fact that you've gone through puberty. Oh, it doesn't raise your voice. Yeah, it doesn't raise your okay. voice. And so the only thing you can do is voice training. 
you have to train your voice and and kind of build up different muscles, mm-hmm. take voice lessons and those kind of things. Oh, interesting. And like I'm kind of in the middle of that process. Jamie, I think uh, Shelley's voice is lower than yours. It is for sure. <laughs> I, I, yeah. every, every once in a while, I kind of drop in, and I and then every once in a while, I think my voice actually gets a little tired, and I just kind of like. Because you yeah. have to focus on speaking with a higher pitch. You, you know, it's like it's like pitch and the kind of resonance and where your voice originates in your mouth. Wow, so all these things. And it's kind of like a new skill that I'm learning and I'm, yeah. I'm early in the process. But yeah, like I, like I say, someday I'll go through McDonald's drive-thru and order my ice cream cone, which is like my guilty pleasure. Uh-huh. And and I won't get called sir. And I'll be like, well, What you should do is order like a salad and a Diet Coke. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. well, that's pretty <laughs> funny. But in the meantime, maybe just go into the McDonald's. Well, yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. Wear that sexy-ass black dress you wore oh, at the party. Yeah. No one's going to mistake shit. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> I could seriously talk about this forever, but what I wanted to hit on is that Jamie sent us this list of 10 things you're actually saying when you ignore someone's gender pronouns. So Jamie is she, that's she, her. Right. Um, Carolyn is they, them. And so this list is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to read these 10 things you actually say when you ignore someone's gender. So how people take this. Can I ask one thing? Of course. Can we post this like in the show notes or something? Oh, yeah. We don't have show notes because we suck, but I will, when when we do the... uh, (laughs) We have a blurb. We have a blurb. We'll do it. When we post about it, we'll post the blurb so people Mm -hmm. can read through these. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If anyone wants to type up show notes for us, that'd be awesome. (laughs) Where do those go? I don't know. know. The real podcasters do that. We're just fucking trying hard. Well, it's like swipe up on the cover art to see the show notes. I I don't know how it works. We don't have a swipe on ours. I've heard that term show notes like I know what that is. Here we go. So number one, when you when you misgender someone, you are saying that I know you better than you know yourself. That's what you're saying. Certainly if they were doing it on purpose. Yeah. Often it's a mistake. Sure. And so that's different. But yeah, I mean, if someone like is purposely not calling you what you identify mm-hmm. as, where do they presume to know yeah, why what, you... who you are? So Carolyn, your uh, parents still don't yeah. Refer. So do you think that they think they know you better? Maybe because they're your parents and they've I, known you since birth or what's their deal? It's really sad, but it has to be different for my parents. Mm-hmm. It's different when you're dealing with your parents than when you're dealing with your friends or your acquaintances or your coworkers. Yeah, because mm-hmm. for acquaintances and coworkers and friends, I would say, why do you care? Right. Yeah. But it, it it just has to be different with with my parents, which is really unfortunate. And it it is sad because it's like, do you not see me? Yeah. Like, do you not see all of the deliberate changes that I've made yeah. to like transition do you not get it like what else do i need to do to prove to you that i'm real and that this is really what i am and this is really how i feel and it's not changing or breaking yeah yeah, anything like that so any listeners that have friends children whatever that want to be referred to as something other than he or she it's a real deal. Every once in a while, I'm like, is this even real? And then I was like, I wouldn't go through all of this. Yeah, you're God not, damn you're trouble. Not it yeah, real. Exactly. Yeah. It's such yeah. a pain in the ass. Gotcha. And I would say to everyone, except for perhaps your parents and maybe your parents, it's like, why do you care? What is it? Why is it such a big deal why to you? Why do you insist on calling someone something that yeah. they would not like to it be It has called? nothing to do with you. It's yeah. about that person. Which goes back to, here's number two. I would rather hurt you repeatedly than change the way I speak about you. Does anyone feel like because someone won't refer to you with the proper pronoun that they are... Deliberately. Deliberately hurting you. Because it's like, it's like how long does it take to you to get this shit right? You know, they would rather hurt you than change what they say. I think my thought on this one is, I think it it goes beyond 
people who are deliberately misgendering you? Because I don't have a, a ton of people who deliberately misgender you. And if they do, I'm like, fuck you, get away from me. Like, I don't care. Right. Um, you're just an asshole. I'm, you're just an asshole. Yeah. Um, and I have like people who, who love me and I have my chosen family that I like can rely on. But I think it, this even applies to people who make mistakes repeatedly. I think that's something that people kind of discount is when people repeatedly make mistakes. But if it's like been a long enough time and I've, I've corrected you enough times, it's like, would you rather deliberately hurt me than make this incredibly small adjustment to your language? Yeah, right. And because that's what you're doing. And I yeah. think that a repeated mistake over months crosses that line. And yeah. I don't care if it's not deliberate. Like, it's still hurtful. Yeah, try harder. I try right? harder. Like, try, try harder. it's not hard. You can do it. Mm-hmm. Suck it up. And at least— I don't care if you, like, don't agree with it, if you don't right. think it's, like, grammatically correct or anything. Like, get over it. Get off your high horse. Right. And you had mentioned before, it's better, like, if I were to say she, referring to you, mm-hmm. if I catch myself, I should say, I'm sorry, they— and that's better than just me hoping that this kind of slides by, yeah. right? I think the word repeatedly is important in this yes, one. Yes, repeatedly. Because mm-hmm. um, it's it's like every time it happens, transgender people, like, I think I said this earlier, I'm kind of cataloging it um, subconsciously. I have an emotional response every time it happens. And, it builds up. Uh, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and, and over time it, be- it becomes, um, I mean, it really does, it does kind of weigh on you. Yeah. And it does kind of build up and like eventually you kind of, Maybe explode a little bit. Um, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Makes sense. Okay. Number three, when you misgender me, your sense of safety is not important to me. Yeah. And I think being comfortable, it's like, I would rather not think about this or address it or address the fact that you've transitioned because that makes me more comfortable. Um, and I don't want to think critically about it or talk about it or address it. You know, we're, we're kind of lucky in like in DC and New York, which are very mm-hmm. cosmopolitan areas. The safety issue, I think, is less here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I could be traveling through... Go to Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming or, or <laughs> right. Arkansas or... Yeah, I, I don't no, know. I, I mean, am. who knows? Wherever. And you never know who's around you. Yeah. And, and You don't want to be outed. Yeah, you don't want to be... Yeah. Well, it doesn't exactly. have to always refer to physical safety either. Because mm-hmm. I could think yeah. of, mm-hmm. like... That's just true. like Even emotional super, safety and just feeling... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like your emotional safety. Yes. Yeah. Super judgmental Christian people that I've sure. known in my life... I don't necessarily feel safe with them. Right. And they're being not going to punch you in the face, but they you don't want to right. feel their disgust. Well, they'll, disgust. they'll judge me and criticize yeah. me and stuff. Yeah. yeah it's Absolutely. Similar. Absolutely. Good. Number four, your identity is not real and should not be acknowledged. So when you when someone misgenders someone, they're actually saying, Your identity isn't real. I'm not going to acknowledge it. Do you ever feel that? I feel this one so much, especially okay. because I go by they them, which I think is a lot of still like, that's not real. Like, eh, you're fine. Um, it is real. Yeah. And I, I, this is one that I really, that really bugs me because it's like, I am real and my request to do this is real. It's not like a petty or small thing. It's like a fundamental part of who I am. Yeah. It's not just like I put on a button down shirt sometimes, right? right? It describes, it describes a big part of my identity and who I am. I'm like so glad that I met you tonight because no, because you know, I've always kind of known that there's this kind of spectrum of transgender identities, but frankly, as a trans woman, I, I didn't know anyone who was non binary. Mm-hmm. I can't say that. I mean, like, if I include Facebook friends, uh-huh. yes, I do, I do know some people, but um, I think our experiences are more alike than they're different mm-hmm. in many ways. I mean, it's really great. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's interesting, it. isn't it? I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. 
I want to teach everyone around me to disrespect you. So if either of you have been misgendered in front of a group of people. Oh, like the group shame? Yeah, yeah group shame. You're like, fuck, now what? Now I've just been misgendered. Yeah. Do I throw a fit? Do I hope they correct exactly. it? Do I just act that like is, nothing happened? That's such a big thing because it's like, and then do I derail this conversation that like 10 other people are having yeah. to make it about me for like one second? Well, and that feels so selfish, right? Mm. To be like, everybody stop talking. I know you're all having fun without me, but this person just said this thing. Right. And, and sometimes you're in a situation where you've had that kind of buildup from other experiences mm-hmm. and it really affects you. And like you said, I don't want to become the next YouTube video that gets, <laughs> that goes viral about right. a, Freaking Trans, out about transgender something. woman yeah. freaking out. Like I don't want to yeah. be. I don't want to be at that. McDonald's drive-through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should have had this album, Diet Coke, and it wouldn't happen. I'm just, just Give me my fucking no, no, ice, ice cream, cream cone, ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> and call me she. <laughs> too um, much to ask. No. <laughs> and if you don't say anything, it's almost yeah. like it's almost like you're accepting it, letting it so, slide. It's okay. So, yeah, you think so, it's gonna be easier to be misgendered this next? time because you yeah. didn't say anything. Kind maybe. of, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing that really I have no idea how to handle is when a professor does it in front of like a full classroom of oh, people. Yeah, what oh. do you do? Because it's like someone who has a lot of authority over sure, you right. and is lecturing to a large group of people. You know what I think you have to do in that situation is like at some point early in the process, you just correct them as politely as you can. Even though they have this, there's this perceived power differential. Yeah, that's something that I've really, I've really had to to grapple with recently, especially because I'm like young and small, and I'm like, well, if you're feminine and petite, if your professor is a man and he says it, just say thank you, ma'am. Yeah, really there well. you go. Oh, God. <laughs> have, you, have you done it? Have you? I haven't been able to. I've done it with bosses now. Okay, which has been a big thing. Good. Um, Good for you. Yeah, it's awesome. But professors, I haven't gotten there yet. And it's also like some of my professors don't even know my name, right? Like, how do you expect someone to know? Like, you, you don't literally know. don't know who I am. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Carolyn, you, you should totally fuck with these people. So, the, when, <laughs> and Mary comes out with her viewer advice. You should then fuck with these people. Cla- the next time you go to class, wear a beard. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, oh, purchase a beard first of all. There yes. you go. Okay, uh, I'll buy it for you. Okay, great. And then the next class, yeah, Amazon show up in a real sexy dress. Uh-huh. No, no, no. Just I want the, pi- the pioneer fuck bonnet. <laughs> but, okay, pioneer bonnet, pioneer dress, or the beard and the sexy dress. That's oh, true. Just fuck them up fuck big. with them and be yeah. the one to always be raising your Storm hand. Storm the castle. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I get some of that sexy Mormon underwear? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Except I burned it all, but I can get you some off of eBay. It's not a big deal. I don't know. I think your clothes are a little too tight for those garments. <laughs> the garments go underneath. Yeah, you have to like fold them and tuck them and shit. They're so sexy, let me tell you. So I think this is a good time for a break, Shelley. Oh, I'm tired of the breaks. I want to keep going. Okay, whatever. Okay, we will in just a second. Pay some bills. Yep, and we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. We are back. Okay, number six. Offending you is fine if it makes me feel more comfortable. Do you think that people who misgender you just feel uncomfortable and so they're just doing it on purpose? That's what that's saying, right? Yeah. I don't think it's on purpose. I think it's like I it's more comfortable for me to not have to deal with this, so mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do anything. I think it's really valuable to use the word uncomfortable here. Mm-hmm. Cause I think it makes people uncomfortable. And I think that people don't want to sit with that or grapple with it or address it. And so they're just like, I'm I'd rather offend you. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that's the way it makes 
me feel. Mm-hmm. I don't think they actually intend it that way, but but it comes but across that way, and that's, that's what matters a, is it, how you are feeling with right, what they're exactly. saying. Exactly, yeah. right, right. And you should not prioritize someone's comfort over your emotional safety. Right, and for them to say, "Well, I didn't mean it that way," it doesn't matter. Doesn't that's what matter it how felt. you mean. It doesn't matter that it was a mistake. Sure, right. great. You didn't mean it. Wasn't intentional. Still hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know what? If you just think for three seconds before you speak, that you can was, probably get it. Yeah, right? that was a question that Just I had pause. too, for sure. Because uh, again, I'm not a- around. Like you're, I think you are actually the only person, except for your coworker. But I'm never really around them. Um, but you're the only person I've had like an actual long conversation. That's right. That's that's they them right. And so I've I've had to maybe talk more slowly to My make sure you get it right. Moved to Pittsburgh, by the way. Oh, uh, we'll never. Bye, we'll Mary's never coworker. Bye, Mary's coworker. Abby. Abby. Shout out to Abby. Yes. Yes. Bye, Abby. Who who. Um, so if it's obvious that I'm slowing my language down to try to make sure I get the pronoun correct, is that weird for you or is that better? Because I was thinking better. that, okay, because yeah, sometimes yeah. I talk really fast and I get it wrong. Definitely but if I slow better. down, I'm like, oh my gosh, they know I'm slowing it down. I feel sort of awkward. What's the best? Tell me. Just try. Yeah, just try, right? Okay. Like okay. it's yeah. better to try. Yeah. And then if you make a mistake, be quickly correct yourself and move on. Okay. The unfortunate reality is it happens to me all the time. So uh-huh. like, also don't think you're so special, right? That like, you're the only person that's misgendered me today. Oh, a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> don't be so special that you think you're, you're not the, the only person who's misgendered me today. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that's brilliant. That's, that's awesome. Right, like, like, seriously, that's brilliant. And, and how, it how, sucks, what? but it happens all the time. Yeah. I would say like, and I've gotten used to it and it sucks. Mm-hmm. How often do you think you get misgendered in a given day like is it a daily thing or i get misgendered more than i get correctly gendered mm, that sucks yeah mm-hmm. i went through a period where i was getting misgendered at least as often as not is that with people who knew you or did not know you people who knew me mm-hmm. and um it was extremely frustrating i mean i kind of blew up at one point it just built up inside me i couldn't yeah. take it anymore and then it's like do you not see me Right, mm-hmm. right. Do you Does not matter what I've said over and over and over? Or what yeah. I what I am. Right. Like, do you not see me for who I truly am? Wow. I, I'm i learning so much from this, by the way. This is... Well, and I would think it's particularly hurtful with friends and yeah, relatives. Yeah, and people who know me. And it's like... Yeah. yeah. Right, right. And, like, and people who I've me. corrected. Yeah. But yeah, if you've already corrected them once, I would think that would be especially hurtful because I think society as a whole, isn't used to non-binary yet. Yeah. Right. Yet. And that's a, that's a reality you're taking over that the world. I live with. That's and right. it's also some people try to like be like, oh, that's so sad. It's like, that's a reality that I live with. Like, yeah. it sucks, but I do. Right. Do you introduce yourself and like tell people your, your pronouns? Oh, Is that question. like a common practice of yours? So I, um, I usually do it. It depends on the situation. It depends on how safe I feel, really. Uh-huh. Um, I do it at work. Because I work in like a very liberal space. So I do, and I do it at school, but I don't do it outside of places that I explicitly know are going to be safe for me. Um, and that I'm going to be respected. Because I want to be respected, right? I don't want to sure. have to explain yeah, yeah. what, what, why. But it's also hard. It's also, it's hard to be the only person in a room who uses those pronouns. Yeah. And then everyone introduces themselves and they all use like she, her, and I'm the only one that uses they, them. And then I feel really singled out because it's like, are you guys just doing this? For me, I had a class once where my professor kept misgendering me. And then we, like, halfway through, she was like, and can everyone just correct me on their pronouns? Because I've gotten some feedback that I've misgendered, that I've used the wrong pronouns for some people. And oh, it's like, like, raise your hand? Right. But oh. it's also like, I know that it's, I'm the only person in that right. class. Right. Right. Using yeah. Them. Yeah. And, and it's like, you're talking about me without talking about me. Yeah. And it would almost be better for you to be like, oh, Carolyn, I know I've misgendered you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a better job. 
Question for you. Mm-hmm. So when when we invited Jamie to come and have dinner with us, I told Jamie about you and that you were non-binary. And was that something that I should have left for you? Or was it okay that I told Jamie ahead of time? These are all things I, that I should learn. I think that's totally okay. okay. I, I love it when people like pronoun me for me so I don't have to do it. Okay. Also, when people correct other people for me, that really means a lot. Okay. And um, when I don't have to be the one that constantly does it. And I don't think it has to be like a, this person is non-binary. They've like had this whole story. It's like, these are the pronouns that I use. I think that is a great point. It's like, if you're in a group of friends and one of your friends misgenders Mm -hmm. you, if someone else stands up for you, it feels so wonderful. It feels so good. It feels, it's like removing a burden from you. It's like one Uh time that I don't have to do that myself. And it's like the other people who are here with me can stand up for me. Right. Exactly. Like they have your back. That's beautiful. Yeah. And and, and even even if it's just inadvertent, it's like, it's just a reminder. And like it's someone else chiming in with a reminder. It's not something that I have to do for the 10th time this week. You get a break from it and you also feel uplifted and protected by people who are around you. Yep. Like I I have this one friend, Claire, at school who I really, really love and she will do it, but she does it in such a graceful way and such a like a low-key, nonchalant way. She's like, oh, it's it's they. And then we just move on. Nice. Awesome. Gosh, all these things I'm learning. Seriously. But Carolyn, I'm for sure gonna design that t-shirt. That <laughs> says, You're not the only one who misgendered me today. Is that what it was? You're not the first one to misgender me today. Okay. Yeah, and I'm gonna get your t-shirt size and it's style. Fucking and, um, and brilliant. Send this shirt to you. I, I think it's gonna. But it has, I to, got... it has to say it's actually they them at the bottom. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They, them. Okay. Oh my god. No, seriously, we'll it's going to sell out. That's okay. so sell out. good. Sell out. Okay. <laughs> of all the none Red that we've ordered gonna, so like, far. Get so many orders. <laughs> They're going to be like, we need more ink and more shirts. Everyone wants to wear these. I want a she-her version. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. We, can make, we can make multiples. Yep. We'll have multiple versions. Now we're really going to sell out. Mm-hmm. Works for everyone. Okay, next one. Uh, when someone misgenders you, they are actually telling you, I can hear you talking, but I'm not really listening. Do you feel like that when you've corrected someone 10,000 times and they're just not yes. actually listening? It happened with my boss. I kept correcting him. Where does he live? <laughs> and I kept correcting him. And there were other, there's like one other person in my in my office who uses they, them, and he was using they, them with that person. And I was like. But not with you? Yeah. And I was like. Fuck? It's like, what's that about? Yeah. yeah that is yeah. an interesting question for that douche. Like, why does this person <laughs> get respect? Sweeney? Did you say and douche? I don't. She did. Yeah. It's one of our favorite cuts. Oh, yeah. I know. I say that all the time. <laughs> I got that from her. I, I know. And then I was like, that's very female okay, derogatory. So this is com- Completely no one douches anymore, let's be honest. in a way, but, okay, so I've worked in broadcasting a long time, and there was this editor, very old school editor that I used to work with, and I would be in a session, like an edit session with him, and he'd say, okay, sweetie, what else can I do, blah, 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 honey, blah, 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 and I just kind of lived with it, hated mm-hmm. it, and then this dude came in who turned out he was my junior in, like, age and also title, not that okay. that matters, but he comes in into the same edit and he's like, oh, sir, what can I help you with? And I said to him, oh, so he gets to be called sir, but I get to be ho- called honey and sweetie. Mm-hmm. What's that about? He, he stopped calling me honey and sweetie for that day. Good. Good for you. It's not the same conversation, but, and that was a long time yeah. ago. But Th- it's like, do you the- not see who I am? If he would have come right. in and referred to the man as like, hey, bro, or something that wasn't as formal. If it was casual, it right, been maybe okay. it wouldn't have gotcha. hit a the nerve. The fact that he was showing, re- not yeah. that he was necessarily disrespecting you with 
sweetie or whatever, but it was clear well, that it, it felt was. Disrespectful. Yeah, I was gonna say, it was yeah. clear that it was when he called a man sir. Right. It, what, he wasn't on like just common terms with everyone. The man suddenly got the higher. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What's his address? <laughs> you know what? This list of people are going to Wow, Shelly. Shout out to people who like might rely on, on tips. If you misgender me, I'm not going to tip you as well. Oh. <laughs> Maybe even write on the receipt. Call me by my right gender, douche. Yeah, you're not the fir- <laughs> you're not the first to misgender me, and and now you get no tip. Especially Mr. Car Parking Attendant, who's misgendered me twice in the past two weeks. Oh my god! Even though I mentioned it to him. Oh, and you mentioned it to him. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he's still getting it wrong. And he did it again. It's one of those like where you hand him the two dollars and and see and, and, he, and he says thank you, sir, and I'm like. Next time I'm going to ask, what are you going to call me before I hand you this $2? Oh, I mean, it's like. Uh. Well, see, okay, because I'm kind of a nervy bitch, and I would probably say, hey, next time, if you get my gender right, I'll give you this tip. Right. But for now, no. I'm going to put it in my pocket. Exactly. Okay. That's where I feel like I am, you know, like he's not listening. Yeah, totally not listening. Yeah. Oh, good point. Well, maybe that, that ties into number eight, which is. When they misgender you, they're saying being who you truly are is just an inconvenience to me. So it's too much for him. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, we talked about this earlier. I wanted to publicly, publicly to the people who listen to the podcast. Um, That's pretty public. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Publicly say yeah. that when, and this is an apology to you, uh, Carolyn, when I knew we were meeting with you, I was nervous. Like, I'm, I'm going to misgender. Like, I, I, I'm going to misgender. Okay, I got to get worked up for this. And then realizing it's not fucking about me. Why yes. am I nervous? Like mm-hmm. you're the one who's going to possibly be misgendered. If if I'm embarrassed that I misgendered you, like that's more harmful to you, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like why am I nervous because I'm required to say a thing that I'm not used to? That's not my problem. You know yeah. what I mean? I just need to try hard to get it right as being respectful to you as a, as a person. Thank you. I, that really actually means a lot to hear. I remember coming out to a close friend and she was like, well, just so you know, it's going to be really hard for me and I might not get it right. It's like, just shut up. You don't yeah. have to say that. Right. I know. Like, exactly. This is not, you're not the first <laughs> yeah. person to misgender me today. T-shirt. And that, that really means a lot to be like, yeah, it's not about you. Yeah. It's about me. Like my pronouns are my pronouns. Yeah, no, I absolutely. And it, it didn't dawn on me until we were talking about at dinner. And it's like, why was I so not mad at you, but like, oh, this is going to make me so uncomfortable. I got to make sure I get it right. It's not fucking about me. It's, it's not I'm, fucking it's about not my me. job to make you feel comfortable. Right. And you're not trying to make me feel uncomfortable by being yeah. who you are. It's just it's, being honest. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. Sometimes it's the people that know you the longest who who kind of say this like, mm-hmm. oh, I've known you so long. It's mm. going to take yeah. me a while to get over it. And um, I guess for someone that I've known for a long time, I'm going to get them more space because mm-hmm. they are close to me mm-hmm. but that's still would you also but expect them to try a little harder because i, I do expect yeah i expect yeah. them to try a little harder and and even though it might be taking them a little longer what they have to understand is that every time they do it it has an impact on me i might be giving you a little more leeway because i don't want to lose you as a friend of 30 years still every time you yes. do it it's having an emotional impact yeah. that takes me a certain amount of time to get over. Just because I'm giving you leeway doesn't mean it's hurting me less. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. gosh, so good to know. Um, okay. Number nine. We're almost through our list. This list is amazing, by the way. It says, I would prefer if you stopped being honest with me. So I guess it's, if I continue to misgender you, I don't really care about you being honest to me about how you feel or who you feel that, that you are. Is that anything you felt? Yes, for me, especially when I was coming out to my parents, mm-hmm. I was like, I am being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And you are being vulnerable when you when you do that 
kind of coming out thing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and that's being vulnerable. And that's being honest and like sharing a piece of yourself with someone that you care about. And I think, especially for me, that's like saying, well, you're going to be around in my life long enough that I want you to know this. Mm-hmm. And you're not just like my waitress or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do agree with that. I think that's a good point because I hadn't really thought about like this mm-hmm. one as applying to me that much, but kind of goes back to like, we've all had a little bit different experience yeah, with, with, him, with the people we've come out to. And I could see how it would be much more hurtful for a family member. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. When my family wouldn't acknowledge that Mary was my partner. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I am gay. She is my girlfriend. Stop pretending like it isn't that way. So right. I can only imagine how it must feel for you to have your family sort of pretend like you're not who you are. Like that yeah. fucking sucks. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me get that. Yeah. And it's like everyone else is on board except for my family. Yeah. What the fuck? Like I have all these friends that love Mary and I and then my family's like, who? Yeah, you know? exactly. And it's like, you're my family. I was trying to be honest and vulnerable with you. Yeah. And instead I've gotten nothing. Yeah. Fucking sucks. What's their address? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Number 10. Uh, when you misgender someone, you're actually telling them, I am not an ally, a friend, or someone you can trust. Yes. Yeah. You know, you know what? When I've had close friends who misgender me, it makes me think twice about inviting them to mm-hmm. places. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, it's like, do I want to put them in a position where there's probably a likelihood that they're going to misgender me? It affects the relationship and yeah. and, and how close you're going to be. And especially if I'm going to go somewhere where I feel like it would be even more hurtful, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm less likely to invite them to those kind of things. So it will, put, it will for sure put a strain on the relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I want to go over this again really quickly. If I am talking to you and I'm like telling Mary, yeah, and then he was like, blah, 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 and I have misgendered you, what is the best thing for me to do in that point? If you recognize it, mm-hmm. you know, you realize you did it, just kind of immediately say, I meant she and move on. Okay. You know, if you kind of like over apologize and, you know, goes on for. If I'm like, I'm so sorry. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Exactly. Totally a woman. Totally a woman. <laughs> like that's not. <laughs> yeah, that's like, it's too much, you know. Yeah. It's like okay. a quick correction and then move on with the conversation. To me, it's the best way to go. Do I need to go to you afterward and say, I'm so sorry? Does it matter? Does that make it worse? Better? Um, I don't think. I think you got to play that one by ear. Okay. If it's like a thing where it maybe it happened two or three times and you yeah. can tell that I'm like kind of Irritating. more emotional about it, okay. then it might be worth having a follow-up conversation. But I think mm-hmm. in general, if it's like a one-time thing, mm-hmm. just correct it and move on. That's kind of the way I feel about it. Uh, okay. Carolyn? Yeah. Carolyn? I really agree with that. I think the best thing to do is correct it and move on. Because mm-hmm. then also when people launch into that big apology thing, it's like... That's made a scene. Right. It's yeah. made a scene. And it's also like, I don't want to comfort you. You know, like, yeah. I don't want to have to be the person that comes in and is like, it's okay. I misgendered yeah. you. Hold yeah. me. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's actually not my job to hold you in this situation. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Unless you just oh. want to hold me. Right. Well, like, we can okay. always hold each other. But like... <laughs> the other yes, thing Jamie. I was going to say is, but don't just ignore it because yeah. I guarantee Carolyn and I noticed it. Yes. Yeah. No, we did. Absolutely. Yes. We noticed it. Okay. So if you ignore it, it feels like you don't care right. enough to apologize. And also, and then if you did ignore it and you do realize later, you could be like, hey, I'm sorry this happened. Okay. And then if someone is like, oh, that's okay. Be like, actually, it's not okay for me to do that. And I'm going to do better. I love that. And so don't right. like be the recipient of the trans person's like emotional labor and yes. feelings and stuff. So, mm-hmm. so Carolyn, if I misgender you mm-hmm. and you correct me, I should not be super, super, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Because for, when someone corrects me on something, my first impulse is to 
apologize huge, but I'm an apologizer. But yeah, you're you were raised I, I, Mormon. You're, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I am raised to apologize for shit I never did. Oh yeah, the <laughs> first six months of our, our dating, all, all she did was apologize. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's just who I am. <laughs> um, but for the listeners, when someone corrects you, that doesn't mean you need to give them your fourth born child. That just right. means you say, "I'm sorry." They and continue on your way, right? Yeah. Because okay. also, you're not the first person who's misgendered <laughs> <in a> T-shirt, <laughs> and that's not the case for all people. But that is the case for me. Okay. What about if I get it wrong and you don't call me out on it and I remember later, does it mean something to you if I call your text and be like, oh my gosh, I totally fucked that up and I'm sorry. Is that, because I'm sure you heard it, but maybe you just didn't feel like making a scene or saying something. I think it makes, it does make me feel better. Okay. If someone says that, I've Mm -hmm. had a couple of situations where someone came to me afterward and Mm -hmm. I did appreciate that they did it. Mm -hmm. You know, once again, I don't think you need to make a big deal of it. Okay. Um, The fact that you reached out and acknowledged it is enough for me. Yeah. And I also, I think you said there, because I need to apologize. Right. And, and, and also, that shouldn't be about me. And, and yeah. maybe not, just maybe you, like that person doesn't always need to be the recipient. Gotcha. Gotcha. Me being like the ultimate apologizer, I'd be like, well, shit, I gotta call Jamie. Cool. Gosh, this has been so good for me. Yeah. And I think at the most basic level of people interacting with the trans population is just work on the fucking terminology. Get, don't misgender, you know? And I think I think we've given a really good guideline as to what to do when, when you get it wrong or when you've been corrected or how to make it better or what you're actually telling that person when you get it wrong over and over. Thank you, both of you, so, so fucking much. We have a list of people we're going to kill. Um, <laughs> it's a good long list. I just want to thank y'all for even, yeah, even doing this episode. Yeah, because it's fascinating. I it, mean, meant, it was meant to be. It all came together kind of organically. Yeah, but it did. It's been a great conversation. And, yeah. I, and I hope people learn from this and oh, actually will. appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Absolutely. I also really want to echo that. Thanks. Thank you for hearing us. Yeah, thank you. And I don't know, this conversation has been really healing. Oh, and yeah. I didn't expect it to be, and it has been. Aww. It's been really nice. I don't I know. Did. And I just like... I want, if anyone is listening and they have non-binary friends, or if you are non-binary or if you're struggling with that, like, it's okay. Yeah. There are people out there who are like you and who hear you. Or also, if you're trans, there are people out there who hear you. And I love that. <sighs> we could talk so much more about this subject. It's yeah. super fascinating. We, we both learned so much. Mm-hmm. Thanks again for being on the show. Again. Again. <laughs> we appreciate that so much. We're going to miss you. I'm I know. sorry. I why, why do you have to leave? We're going to come know. see you in New York. Do it. Because there's a list of people that are in trouble with us. But aside from that, <laughs> we want to hang. And I you're know. amazing. It'll be super fun. Mm-hmm. One of these days you'll be 21 and it's going to be badass. When, when, yeah. When's your birthday? March. Okay. Ooh. Road trip. Road, Road trip, trip to New York trip. in March. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I we're, like we're it. We're in. Okay. We can spread the LDLP gospel. Uh, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell we'll give yeah. you some stickers and stuff. Okay, good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can just blanket the campus yeah. or something. And you too, Jamie. Thanks for coming back. Thank you for having me. Anytime, anytime. This was an, an amazing episode. I think we need a big group hug after this. Oh, oh yes. hell yeah. We're going to group yeah. hug. Yep, of for course. sure. And we're going to road trip in uh, March to visit Carolyn. Uh-huh. When they're 21. We're going to go visit. Oh, yeah. We're going to yeah. party. Yeah. Yep. Party Hell, like it's yeah. 2020, because it will be. <laughs> wow. It's <laughs> oh, crazy. It's heartbreaking. I know, right? It's crazy. Okay. But until then, yes. steer clear of cults because they are no joke. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. We want to promote next week's episode with special guest Christy Johnson. Christy is featured in a documentary that is currently out on Amazon Prime Video called 
No Crime in Sin. Yeah, Mary, I've seen the documentary. It's amazing. We want everyone to watch it so that the interview that we have with Christy makes even more sense. We're going to dive even deeper into the subject of abuse that happens and is even covered up in the Mormon church. Christy's interview is completely candid. She opens up about her feelings concerning her abusive father and the role her mother played and also the years of cover-up that occurred within her family and in her ward. This episode is definitely not one to miss. For sure. It was such a pleasure getting to know Christy and hear even more about her story. She's so brave and so honest. It's beautiful. It is. So we hope you all tune in to next week's episode that features Christy Johnson and her Amazon Prime documentary, No Crime in Sin. Talk to you then.